the Evan Ingram prop tonight between the Bengals and the Jags, the tight end for the Jags tonight, it was 41 and a half at like 8.30 p.m. last night. It is, you know, a mere night later, or excuse me, a more like, you know, a night sleep. This morning, it's already 45 and a half. So when it comes to props, I feel like this is one market where it always benefits you to bet it early, unless you're taking the under. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good point. I mean, just look at yesterday. Like you talk about, you know, the NFL being so sharp and the handles being so big. Carolina hasn't scored more than 14 points in the last eight weeks. Their bye week included. Like they have gone two months without scoring more than 14 points. That line earlier in the week was five and a half. It closed at three in some spots, Chelsea, and they scored 18, needed the two-point conversion to push on that number. So it's like, to your point, I mean, they're especially on a team like Carolina, where we know that's not a public team, like people aren't rushing to the window to bet the Panthers. Like clearly that's sharp money if the line is moving down on the spread with a one-win football team. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the NFL... I think you're right. I think it kind of depends on the bet maybe of when you decide to to place it during the day. Right. And it's always situationally uh, situational when it comes to judging these line moves because we have a big line move in tonight's Monday night football matchup between the Bengals and the Jaguars. We're looking at a 10 point spread. Jags line 10 at home here. Total of 40 points. This line was eight and a half last week. So clearly we are seeing a lot of money come in on the Jags. But now the question is, how far does this line have to move before you consider the other side? Because now at 10 points, that is somewhat of a key number in the NFL. It's a really big spread for a team that I'm not sure if I put in the category of teams that I want to trust with a big spread. So has this line moved too much for you to consider the Jaguars now? Too much. I, th- I think you put it perfectly. You know, there are certain teams in games like this where you trust them laying big numbers. Like you would lay it with San Francisco. You'd lay it with Miami. You'd lay it with Buffalo a couple of years ago when they would beat up bad teams. Um, there, there are certain teams that you would trust to cover a number like that. Certainly Dallas at home. Mm-hmm. We've seen them beat up teams, right? There are certain spots. Jacksonville's just, they're not used to this. Like that was my thing with Washington when they were playing the Giants a couple of weeks ago. And they were laying like nine, nine and a half at one point. And I'm like, I don't care. I told you and Jenks, I don't care if it's Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito. I don't care who's playing quarterback. <laughs> it's the Washington Commanders. I'm not trusting this organization to win a game by double digits when they're expected to do that. I don't trust them. I understand the Jags are a much, much better football team. But still, I think the Bengals are, are still have something to play for. They're still fighting hard. They feel like they can maybe have a chance to be competitive in this game and give themselves a chance to win it. So, yeah, I just I think it's too many points. I think you put it perfectly Um, because 10 is a lot. It might not seem like a lot, but, you know, if Jacksonville is up like 24 to three in this game, late third quarter, the Bengals score and make it 24 10. Then all of a sudden you're like. Oh, no, another touchdown, and Cincinnati could backdoor this thing. So 10 might seem like a lot, but uh, I'm with you, Chelsea. In a game like this, I think it's got to be be Bengals or pass for me. Same. I also think this is maybe a good sell-high spot on the Jacks. They have won, I think, eight of their last nine games, only lost coming to the 49ers. That game was not close, but clearly this is a much different scenario. So I think you're one of the best people to kind of recognize these situations that – 
it's not always about the X's and O's. It's about the market. And at some point, the bubble is going to burst for some of these teams that are getting a lot of credit. Do you think at some point the Jaguars are being touted too highly? Do you think this is a sell-high spot? I think next week is a sell-high spot. I can already tell you one of my favorite bets on the board is Browns plus three against the Jags. Um, hmm. I mean, we already saw a really good 49ers team earlier this season have a big-time win against Dallas, went on the road to Cleveland as 10-point favorites. How did that work out for them? They lost. Cleveland's just one of those places, 1 o'clock game, and, like, the spot for Jacksonville is awful. Last week, huge win against the Texans for the AFC South Division. This week, Monday Night Football, primetime game. You're likely to get their best effort. Browns next week, the week after that, Chelsea, they play the Ravens on Monday Night Football or on Sunday Night Football, which potentially could be for the number one seed in the AFC. So big game last week, primetime game tonight, huge game against the Ravens upcoming. I think next week for sure is a spot to fade Jacksonville. So I don't know if this week is necessarily a sell high spot on them. I just think that the market is kind of overreacting to the Bengals a little bit. And and with Jake Browning, like sure. He, I mean, obviously he's not Joe Burrow. He's not terrible, but what this number is telling you essentially is that the Jags would be like three point favorites at home tonight, three and a half point favorites, maybe even four point favorites. If Burrow is playing. And I just, I don't agree with that at all. Like I just, I think it's too much of an overreaction. So Especially at the key number, I uh, I like the Bengals here. Also because the Bengals do have some great pieces around Jake Browning. They get T. Higgins exactly. back tonight. They already have Jamar Chase, who we know is one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, but I think the question also is their offensive line is so bad. And we saw it even with Joe Burrow. Sometimes the offensive line uh, kind of is a problem. Joe Burrow is a magician that sometimes makes the best out of just about any situation. I'll say their offensive line is better this year than it has been in years past, but it just puts a lot of pressure on Jake Browning. But still, we're talking about a 10-point spread here. So let's talk about some of the plays that we like in this game. So in the props market, I think you look at Evan Ingram. I already referenced this. I'm going to take the over at 45 and a half just based on the matchup. If you look at the Bengals, they've really struggled at defending the tight end position. Just last week, gave up over 100 receiving yards to Steelers tight end Pat uh, Fryermuth. So you look at the course of the season, this has been the trend. The Bengals are giving up the second most receiving yards to opposing tight ends. Evan Ingram happens to be a pretty solid tight end with a pretty high floor. Usually he is involved in the game and somewhat he's had at least six targets in each of the last five games and uh, coming off a game 49 receiving yards against the Houston Texans so I think the matchup suggests it I think he is a big part of this game where Trevor Lawrence should be able to spread the ball around and I think that you know you look at this game also if you're looking at the game script wouldn't you take a look at opposing uh, an opposing receiver on the other side who's playing for the losing side because clearly this is a team that's going to be playing from behind. The Bengals, if you think they're 10-point dogs in this game, they're going to have to throw it to keep up. So I think you also take a look at Jamar Chase, his number set, I think 60 and a half, which seems criminally, criminally low for a receiver of that caliber or somebody who uh, used to have receiver props in the 85 range. We know it's Jake Browning throwing him the ball, but still, somebody's going to have to catch it. I think it's Jamar Chase. So are you looking at any other players in this game, PJ? What do you think the best props are? 
Yeah, love your Ingram look and uh, completely agree with your analysis of how the Bengals have struggled with tight ends. Fryermuth had a huge game against them. Chase, I think, is a good look tonight, his receiving yards. As I told you earlier, I think the longest reception market is the way to go with the Bengals tonight against the Jags because Jake Browning might not give you the volume, but I think certainly he could take some shots down the field. And Cincinnati's obviously going to want to run the ball in this game. They're going to want to do some short passes, some high percentage throws to try and get him going, try and get him in a rhythm. But the Jags know that, and they have a good run defense, and they'll try and stuff the run tonight. So I think he takes some shots. Jamar Chase, as we know, one of the best receivers in football. T. Higgins is back, one of the best receivers at high-pointing the football. If he is a one-on-one matchup, you give him an opportunity to get the ball. So Chase's longest reception is at 20 and a half yards tonight. T. Higgins is at 18 and a half. Like, I really like those. I, I think the Bengals are going to try and take some shots. Like, their best offense tonight might be to take some deep shots, hope to draw a pass interference penalty, like things like that. So I, I think they're going to take some chances. Um, you know, this game's on a Monday, so Browning has had some time. Remember, he played, came into the game against the Ravens on a Thursday, had a long week to get ready for the Steelers, played them, now another long week to get ready for the Jags. So he's actually had the benefit of now two starts, knowing knowing he was going to start and had a longer week of preparation. So I think that could work out to his benefit. But I like those longest uh, reception market the odds tonight for chase and for higgins we haven't talked about the total yet i am hesitant to play it at 40 because it is very low and we know that the jags are a pass first offense like they certainly can score in a hurry but i'm just i don't know what we're going to get from the Bengals. like that is the part of the equation that i'm not super sure on obviously if you think they cover this number they score some points but still, primetime unders have been the play all season long. I believe they're 29-9 and nine maybe so far this season, something crazy like that. Do you have a feel on a total here? I don't. You know, we had a high-scoring game on Thursday night football. We had an over finally hit on Sunday night football last night. Monday night unders, I think, have hit in like 12 or 13 straight games. Like, it's been a crazy trend. I really don't. I don't have a feeling. Last week was 16-10 with Browning, but that's a divisional AFC North game. I mean, Jacksonville's kind of hit or miss. You know, sometimes their offense will have a 30-point outburst. Sometimes they'll struggle and they'll only score in the teens. If you had to make me play, I would probably lean towards the under. Like, I think if Jacksonville hangs around, I don't know if they can do it in a shootout. I think it would be a lower-scoring game. And then at the same time, if the Jags, you know, if they blow out the Bengals, like, I could see a 28-10 kind of game. So, I think it would probably be under for me, if anything. I don't really have a strong feel. I'd say I would I would like the plus 10 more than uh, more than anything if we're looking at cider total. All right, so let's have a little fun. We got like 60 seconds left. Let's do a first touchdown bet. I don't think nice. these are necessarily smart bets, but let's do it just for funsies. All right, so is there any player you are looking at that you want to take a, a shot on here to score the first touchdown? I always love going with quarterbacks. I don't know why. I just love Ooh. it. So I'll go with either Trevor Lawrence at 14 to 1 or I'll go Jags defense at 33 to 1. Cool. What a hit. If if you hit yeah. that, you certainly deserve your flowers and your money for hitting that one. I'll play it a little safer. Uh let's do Calvin Ridley. First touchdown 7 to 1. 